0: Podcast number ten for me, and what a great way to um, go into my double digits <laughs> of my podcast than to um, do an interview today with um, my one of my best friends and my coach. And I'll get into those details here in just a moment. But I want to say welcome to the Earth Mama Living Podcast. And are you awake? I am Jackie O. If you don't know me with Earth Mama Living, I helped connect you to your body so that you are able to move through blocks that have held you back from achieving optimal health and life pursuits using energetic healing, movement, sound, tarot, nutrition, journaling, and art therapies. Open up your mind about food and cooking, mental wellness, body movement, and holistic home living. For those of you listening to the replay, we're recording this episode live on January 8th, 2023. Please tell your friends, share and heart this episode and we'll, let's grow together. You can find me on earthmommaliving.com and that's M-O-M-M-A, earthmommaliving.com, Facebook, Instagram, and that's Earth Mama Living Official, YouTube and Rumble. And as I said, in today's show, I have the most excellent honor of introducing you to my great friend, amazing breakthrough coach, and fellow artist. I originally met her in 2001, uh, pretty close to that date, uh, when we both worked at PetSmart corporate offices here in Phoenix. Uh, But before I bring her into our space, let me finish um, about my usual special words before I do my show and my podcast. Uh, My best words of advice about gathering information from anywhere is this. Please read and listen to everything, any information you find here and anywhere with discernment. And what I mean is look things up on your own, please, to confirm what you need to know and understand. Feel free to ask me questions. Not everyone has the whole truth. But when I look through and I see multiple sources that contain similar and Or exact information and it resonates with me, then I sit with that until further or different knowledge is gathered. Does that make sense? Okay, great. And then here's my core belief. In all that I do, I believe in challenging the status quo. I believe in trusting our bodies to heal themselves. The way I challenge the status quo is by teaching clean living, by what we eat, what we allow around us and all that supports our bodies to heal themselves. Feel free to ask questions in the window here, um, or if you're listening to the replay, comment on the post where it appears and we'll be happy to answer them for you, okay? So, let's begin. Why don't we? (laughs) Diane Junta, excuse me, my Italian. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Diane June is a certified coach, empathic medium, credential anthropologist, anthropologist, creative artist and writer, and a humanistic minister of love. She has over 10,000 hours of metaphysical training as well as certifications for art therapy, Hellenistic karmic astrology, Akashic record reading, And remote viewing, and I'm sure that there's so much more. I'm sure. (laughs) Um, so Diane, I am so excited to be able to have you talk with us today, and thank you for being here. Oops, let's put you back um, in the double screen here. Hi, welcome to Earth Mama Living podcast.
1: (laughs) How are you today? I'm great, and so happy to be here. Thank you so much for. Having me and in, in having us a, a talk today, it's just little, you know, uh, way to get the Sunday moving and grab onto the brightness that the sun brings us, whether it's sunny where you are or not. So it's great to be here with you, my very wonderful friend and amazing <laughs> coach herself.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, well, so um, I call you, you know, I try to explain to people who who I'm working with and what we do. Um, I call you my creativity coach and therapist. But like I said, I mean, I know you do so much more than that. And so I would ask you, how do you define yourself and what you do?
1: Hmm. (laughs) Uh, That changes daily, I think. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: (laughs) But I think that the way that I would explain what I do is that I help people access their inner creative space, their inner alchemy, that place that is soul centered within them and through their own self awareness, have uh, a grander view of their purpose in life. And so for me, when I'm, able to help people connect to that inner space. It's, it's such an amazing feeling as a coach to be able to facilitate that kind of uh, connectivity. Um, and I think I briefly mentioned this when we were met together this week is that I shine the light on other people's greatness that, so that you can see it too, because sometimes we, get lost in the world of trying to be and it's not always easy for us to see those things about ourselves. And so that's why I'm a firm believer in having a coach and the coach can help you to facilitate that kind of a space for yourself. So, um, I have it and it, and I, the way I work with people is that I work with them where they are, not where I am. And it's we meet together in that communal space because uh, I don't have a program. The only thing that I use in order to get started with someone is their own astrology chart because I feel like that was uh, the universe's gift to you when you came on the scene and you entered into an incarnation, and it is literally something that can help you all your life, in all the cycles of your life. If you just just like trying to understand yourself, that you understand the players that play out using archetypes in the world. So, I know that was a long answer, but... <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's what, I mean, but that's what we want to hear and understand. This is an awesome opportunity for me, too, to to hear even more. Um, So, actually, I I love that you brought up archetypes, because um, we definitely talk about that during during our work, and that correlates with the astrology. Um, Will you talk more about the, the archetypes?
1: Sure. Um, as far as traditional, and I'm when I say traditional, I mean, um, like Hellenistic astrology, Vedic astrology, Egyptian astrology, they look at the planets as the archetypes that play out with us in our lives. And so um, you may know somebody that's kind of edgy and you know that kind of a person where they're very marsy like in their approach to things and so um and then you might know somebody that's very generous very expansive type person where they're just like larger than life and that has a jupiter sensibility right and then it's like these different archetypes that we learn for ourselves first and then are able to see where we fit in that picture. So if you look at someone's astrology, there is no one, it doesn't matter when you were born, whether you were twins or whatever, you weren't born into the same body. So nobody has the same astrological makeup as you. And the ancients knew that was a very useful tool in helping you to actualize as whatever your soul mission is. And by being able to read about and understand what archetypes are and how they can help us, it's very beneficial. Um, and it's not because, I get sometimes get some pushback with that. It's like, well, I don't believe in my life as being predetermined. And um, there are, we, when we come into an incarnation, it is the place of cause and effect. You can't escape that in the material world. And so the way I look at it is that the astrology is sort of a parameter for you to see through the scope. And be able to say, okay, well, the, because if you have free will, it's the choices you make within the incarnation. And that is completely and totally um, your own choices. They're not predetermined because you can choose love or you could choose hate. It's it's literally up to you. And the more that you recognize that those are the places where our own free will is activated, that the the greater sense of your own self and your own wholeness is recognized because I think that soul centered is recognizing that wholeness that exists whether you believe it or not. It has nothing to do with belief. It has to do with what is and being is. It's like, cause right now, here we are having a conversation that's in this present moment, nothing else is happening except for this right now. And I don't mean like out in the world, things are happening. It, It's just that in a quantum way, all those things beyond my sight are just waveforms that are just flowing in the energy of space. But until I actually come into contact, that's when the material manifests. It's like here I am. And in this space, you're allowed you you allow yourself to watch yourself and your actions and the things that you do and the things that you feel because feeling has a lot to do with that connectivity. And as an empath yourself, Jackie, you know that when things are beyond your mind, because it's an empathic feeling and being able to recognize those things for your own self is where you begin to see that soul centered being and learning your own intuitive language is what's very important in in that regard, because universally, you know, a pen is a pen. We all know what a pen is, but what does a pen mean to you? Like a pen can mean, oh, I could stab somebody in the eye with it. I <laughs> mean, or I can write a novel with it. So it's that's where. Um, being involved in learning through tarot cards or art therapy, they those things allow you to get a perspective of what it means to you. So um
0: wait so I I love that I love all of there's so much in that <laughs> what yeah. you just said. Um so but I wanted to like pinpoint for example the sense of wholeness and i and i i guess i wanted to see if my my feeling about it is the same as what you mean and i think it is but maybe for the others out there um i think so if i were to define the sense of so a feeling that everything is complete in this moment um there's nothing to unpack there's nothing to quote worry about there's nothing else is that um and like you said like everything there is like all these this this waveform this this stuff this energy out there but in our little container of well big well big or little whatever our container right is is flowing and going in exactly the direction that we intended or are intending and doing
1: is that what you're talking about i do mean that because it's when you think about wholeness it is um being able to recognize that everything is connected there is no disconnect we place the disconnect in our own minds the mind is the one that puts that wedge there so and not in a negative fashion like i don't mean that like the mind is like being a uh, negative as far as looking at a situation, it's trying to understand because that is what the mind does. Try to understand what's happening. And this is where without a sense of a soul center, you might feel out of sorts. Like you might feel disconnected from yourself, but that's because you're observing yourself in a way that um, is disassociated to what's real, and that disassociation puts, you know, a fear into us. That oh my god, you know, I'm, you know, somebody just said this to me. What does that mean? It's like I don't know. What does it mean? It's like let's just look at it and and see, and like you were talking about in the beginning about being discernful about what's happening is why um, it's a very important thing to be aware of because if you're not discerning in your thoughts and your interactions, then you're just allowing different things to come at you where they may not be good for you. They may not resonate with you. And it's, it's being able to understand that sense of yourself that can look at other things and say, well, that's not me that, you know, I don't need to compare myself to that person because we all at some point or another try and compare ourselves to others. And and that's kryptonite to our own sense of wellness and that wholeness. And it's finding out why then that you're coming up against something instead of saying, oh, why does this always happen to me? It's like, well, it's probably a message. (laughs) And (laughs) it's maybe not a message you want to hear, right? And, And so that's where that resistance to that wholeness comes from, because it's like, well, this isn't right. And this isn't right. And that it's like, and I, you know, I still need this and I still need that. It's like, and the, that's just the ego trying to get a sense of where are we? What, what, what is happening here? Because feelings can feel very uncomfortable and, you know, knock you out of this sense of that wholeness. And that's why learning your own intuitive language, that's why I um, teach remote viewing because remote viewing actually will give you the two sides of things where you have that analytical overlay where you understand that the mind is is questioning, but you always has a sense of yourself, your soul self, where it's like, okay, just chill out, you know, it's, it's all right. You know, you can rattle on about how you feel uncomfortable because I'm here to listen to you. And that's the soul saying, Mm -hmm. "I, I got you. But that's if that's a development of a relationship, that ego and the soul within yourself so that you don't feel out of sorts because it, I mean, I, it certainly is not something that it's like, snap your fingers and there it is. It's like, it's a process <laughs> of learning to understand your own feelings, learning to understand your own sort of circumstances. That's why astrology gives insight to that. Um, you know, cause karmic astrology is all based on, um, you know, what the Vedic's called the divine science is that we can know things that we wanna know And you mentioned before the Akashic records, and that is literally everything that has happened in space and time contained in that space that you have access to it. Maybe not with your mind, but your soul intuition knows how to cultivate a connection. And we use guides and different methods in order to solidify that connection so that the mind is like, Hey, what's going on here? This is kind of (laughs) cool. You know, it's like I'm participating in something that, you know, is beyond my sense of thinking and that by building that relationship, being able to go into your own Akashic record and, and look at your past lives or, you know, just this particular past life and trying to assess like, what are the, what am I trying to know here? Like, what are my feelings telling me?
0: And so, you know, all those different things. I want to interject because I want to make sure we don't, I want to make sure people know what kind of camp we, we kind of aspire to, which is honoring the ego. um, Because I know there, there are different views out there. Right. But um, because, because all the things that, that we're, We're talking about here is based on the support of the ego in balance with the soul, right? So I I just wanted to clarify in case anybody else is wondering because there are a lot of teachers that talk about destroying the ego. Right. And And, yeah. And that's a big part of our, a huge part of ourselves. So um, that. And then I wanted to also clarify or say, speak to the Akashic Records thing, which is amazing and a really cool skill that um i've been learning with you (laughs) and um i wanted to say that um, i'm sure people could do it on their own but also i highly recommend working with someone to help balance the the questions that you have um the doubts that you might feel uh, things that come up for me and then i ask for example i'll ask you hey this seems really crazy and different, and weird, and I don't believe it. I like, and 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 you get the confirmation from when you work with someone to say, okay, first of all, you have a pure heart, you have a pure soul, your intentions are good. There's no reason for you to make stuff up, right. kind of thing, right? Right? Right?
1: <laughs> so I, I wanted to just um, interject That's that good, before right. you. It's so. great. It's great that you brought that into that this because it's. Um, First off, it's, you can't really ditch your ego because it is the part of the cause and effect person that you are. Now ditching unwanted behaviors, that's a different thing. And those are the areas in which we have to learn about why your ego is holding on so tightly to something. It's like, what makes you afraid to let go? And it usually is tied to something that's happened in our past that we don't know how to forgive. We first our own selves and then others that have hurt us, that we feel like they're to blame for all these other circumstances that happened. But it's more about who's playing what role in what will facilitate that sense of recognizing our own wholeness. Um, You know, it doesn't mean that you have to embrace someone that has been hurtful to you. It's embracing the fact that their role in your incarnation is trying to show you something. And in that showing you something, you can let them go and move and th- and then they're not bound to you in that way any longer. And parental connectivity is the hardest thing to recognize that they play roles to help us to bloom, to help us to be the best that we can be. Even when as a 20 year old, my father was my enemy, but why was he my enemy? So that I could take my own life and live it. If I didn't, it it, it was, it was just a, a thing that happened it was my perception of what happened it was how it meant something to me but my father wasn't a, a jerk being trying to be a jerk but at from my perspective he may have that that's the way i viewed him but that isn't who he is or was now that he's gone beyond the veil i have a different relationship with viewing his person And one of the things that I teach about karmic astrology is that a lot of the times that when you come into an incarnation, you're bringing in things with you, both positive and negative, in order to facilitate things. And sometimes those are your parents, like you want Mm -hmm. them to be that way, because if they're not that way, you won't move out of that space that you put yourself in. Because it's like a quest. It's like a grand that's the way the Vedics look is like it's a grand thing that's happening here. And you in different incarnations, you change clothes. You change, you're just changing your outfit. It's like, but you're still you. That soul. Did you say Vedic? You're flip? still you. What's that? Uh what is that? What is that term? Vedic flip. <laughs> oh no. Um well it's like they view it as like the universe is your university. Like Ah. you're learning in your, in the universe, your own soul activating parts. It's the ego lessons for the soul to activate. And like you were talking before, the, we believe, or I have faith in the idea that these lessons that I'm learning are truly for me to see the soul aspect of myself, not just the ego part of myself, which, you know, from day to day is, you know, the only way you escape it is when you go to the next station. It's like you leave this place and you go on and um, whether you have a sense of what this even means or not it's still happening around you it's still moving everything is moving it's like the planets I call them the ancients called them time lords and they are literally what holds us in this space it's like their orbits contain us here in this place in time and whether you are able to access interdimensional spaces or not is not important. It's that in this space and this place you understand what it is that you're after, you know, and um, one of the the tools that I use is, is writing your own mythology. It's like, who are you? Like, what is the character you're playing? And, you know, are they a villain? Are they anti-hero? You know, like, what is it, you know, because that's part of your journey. That's part of recognizing what it is about your journey that makes it unique for you. And, um, being like I said, the ego behaviors that are less than desirable in our own lives are indicators for us. And they help us to learn how to be more compassionate, how to not judge someone. It's their lessons that are constantly happening for our awareness. And that is what you're after is this unobstructed awareness of who you are and why you're here not trying to have an awareness of well I think you're doing this and I think you should do that and that's not that's not helpful to anyone you know it's it's try it's me putting an overlay on you and what I think you should do it's like who cares what i think
0: <laughs> really
1: <laughs> i mean it's that's no matter it's what do you think what do you think it means as to like why these things are happening? Because, <clears throat> excuse me, in questioning that for your own self, that's what leads you to understanding. And then your ego is like, ah, oh, hmm, very interesting. Now that those things start to make sense, it's like the switches turn off, start to turn on. And you're able to recognize things about yourself that, you know, um, anger was always an issue for me, but anger is an indicator of something that's happening internally. Uh, Part of it is, you know, I didn't know how to express myself, how to express my feelings. So I would just stuff them down there and then eventually it's like, it would be like Mount Vesuvius and you know, they would explode, which isn't helpful for anybody, mostly me. Because literally, as someone who works with energy, you know how poisonous anger can be to ourselves when we let it just infect us instead of trying to understand and, and, you know, let go of why those things are holding on to us. You know, it's it's like unwinding something because that's why it's a spiral. It's like you revisit things as you come back around. It's like. Oh, and and the ages, it's like the different ages we are, we learn different lessons in those different spaces. Um, For me, this particular year is all about recognizing the things that I keep under the cover and trying to pull them out in the light and not be, Mm -hmm. um, because it's that 12th house energy, learning how to integrate things. Because this is my 60th birthday going to happen in August. And that's a big return. That Saturn return. 30 years later, here we are. What did we learn? Because Saturn, if you didn't put boundaries and set up ways in which you can express yourself, <laughs> well, that's what it's going to be about. It's like, because then that stuff comes pushing at you. Like, um whether you want it or not, because it's, it's all part of that spiral. And um, wait, would you say I,
0: the, the ages, the ages are also coinciding then also with Saturn return, for example? Um, so that's what you're referring to from yeah. your first
1: Saturn return versus this one? Right. So like your first Saturn return is um, all about learning about what your boundaries are, and how to institute them it, for your own self.
0: Mm.
1: Some of us don't learn that right away because of different circumstances, but they're still happening no matter what, right? And it's um, it's to to help you to see and to help you to realize um, because maybe you had to, you know, a big down and out fight with your parents when you turn 30 years old. And it's like, because that's for you to set that boundary. It's like, okay, parents, you are people and I'm a person too. And, you know, I learned from you. I understood the things that you taught me, but now I have to go and live my life. If we don't do that at the age of 30, if we, give in to allowing other people to live our lives for us and make decisions for us, it's gonna hurt more when you're trying to exercise your own self out in the world. And that is what um, I everybody is at a place, in a different place and a different station, a different learning It's like some people are overachievers and, you know, they want to learn everything all at once, you know, and it's, it doesn't mean that you can't, it just means that the process of understanding takes longer to relate to. It's some Well, I love it. And
0: it's like talking about the timing of everything, because that's, I think also what you're uh, alluding to, which by the way, was an extremely important part. For me, to recognize that spiral that you talked about, um, and ha- uh, you ta- and I think that's the ages that you're talking about. Yes. Um. And it, is it a, uh, for everybody else as well? Is it seven years? I can't can't remember what you said.
1: It, it depends on what particular thing, um, uh, but it's a twelve year cycle. Oh, it, 12 years. Okay. In twelve year cycles. Um the Mayans understood this type of thing very well because they understood that the world has an astrology as well. And that's what their long clock was. That's what they represented in the different ages that were happening collectively. And then we each have an individual clock that's moving for our own selves. And those, um, Mm. And again, it goes back to this idea that we are reincarnating in this place, this space and time we're, you know, having this experience. And by being able to recognize that certain things feel like, "Mm, I know this, how do I know this? You know, like, how do I have this sense of knowing? Well, It's, they call them old souls, but we all have this sense of soul awareness that lives underneath or lives in, you know, our higher selves, whether you want to call it your higher self. And, but we all have access to this at different points in time. Like you might be really praying for some kind of breakthrough. And then all of a sudden you have this breakthrough and it's, that's coming from that soul wellness, that well of it's a wellspring of life that is constantly being fed to you through that conduit of the soul. And, um, you know, whether you believe in that or not, again, that's irrelevant because it's still happening. It's like, believing in God. It's like, well, you know, we define God in different ways. And that is where people get hung up in their minds. It's like, well, that's not what I believe. It's like, okay, so what? That doesn't mean that we're not coming from that same sense of whole place because we're souls living in a body, not bodies that are looking for souls. Mm -hmm. Even though that's the way we view it at first, because it's like, Oh, I'm looking for my soulmate. It's like, well, we're all soulmates. It's what, what do you facilitate in knowing you and, you know, connecting to the people, you know, connecting to their tribe of uh, people that make them feel the richness of that soul connectivity because that's what we're looking for. You know, we're looking for other people that enrich us, not deplete us. And mm. when we find those areas of depletion, it's our own responsibility to ourselves to try and figure out why, not blame somebody because they did this to me and that's why I feel shitty. It's like, well, that may be true, mm. but why is it true?
0: Was it a a good place to ask you um, about your shadow work studies uh, that you did when you were getting your master's? Um, Because I would love to hear more about that. So if we we can pull it out of ourselves instead of putting it on other people and blaming them, then realizing it within ourselves that actually we need to look at our own stuff, (laughs) So yeah, if you wanted to, I don't know if that, uh, there was more around that that you would like to talk about.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it's cause we, it's like we carry out around our own little bag of crap, you know, that we stuff in there. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, but it's because we're fearful of knowing. And in the, that fearful knowing, it's like, it's much easier to blame somebody else for why the, I have this behavior pattern instead of saying, wait a minute, you know, it's like, this happens an awful lot to me. And the, the common denominator is me, not them, me. And so what does that mean? And so shadow work is really getting to that, what's happening under there you know, that I call it under the cover, you know, because it's like the the iceberg, you know, you can see the top of the iceberg, but there's a a huge part of it that's underneath the water. And so Mm. it's the same thing for us. It's what you see, you know, this is my sun self, you know, this is my ascendant self, you know, this is my moon self, you know, but what's underneath there? It's like, um, so that's why astrology chart just by looking at what's underneath the you know whether you're born in the day or night depending on what's day or night for you because that matters. It's those things that wanting to come out to the surface because those are the things that we're here to unearth. Like Earth Mama, it's like you know um ways to help people's body because it's part of your makeup. It's part of who you are and how you perceived the vision to be yourself. It's that's what manifestating is, you know, like um, planting the seed and watching it come to fruition, cultivating it and, you know, watering it and pruning it. And not allowing it to get your garden, get out of control with weeds and stuff like that. It's so, um, the different things that, um, we're learning are all very individual, not where we're trying to say that, um, <clears throat> when you do your own- Shadow work, it's like you're trying to see what your shadows are, not like, okay, so this person's shadow is this. It's like, well, I can't judge that. I don't, that's not for me to say. It's not for, because if I say then I'm putting my shadow overlay on you. And that is just, that just compounds problems because that's what Mm -hmm. happens with people when they're codependent on one another. It's like the most beautiful relationship a person can have is someone that sees them, accepts them, and will walk alongside them and not berate them or be disparaging when they're going through something that feels uncomfortable for the person. Like you might go through something that feels uncomfortable to me. Well, okay. In love. I look at that through the eyes of love then. And that's what the shadow work led me to is that how am I viewing what's happening? Am I viewing it in a loving, compassionate way? Or am I viewing it from a judgmental perspective, where that judgment is not going to lead me down the path of compassion? (laughs) It's in that, and you know, it's like, it's not easy. Well, the first time someone said to me, well, you have to look at that without judgment. I'm like, really? Like, how do I do (laughs) that? How do I do that, right? Because it's like your ego is attached to the judgment. It wants to point fingers at people. But, you know, that's that you're pointing. These fingers are pointing back at me, myself, when I'm Mm -hmm. pointing at you. And so that's why it's beneficial to explore your shadow self and the reasons why that you may have certain propensities towards certain judgments other people but because it's really a judgment that in an incarnation that you saw for your own self and say I don't like this mindset we need to change that so let's plant the seed and go be Diane and see how we can fix that how you can Mm -hmm. transmute that energy it's like because everything is energy and it's wanting to be known recognized understood and um, that's what the work that you do, the healing work that you do, the different sessions that I've had with you in receiving healing from you, that's the key that I realize. It's the receiving what you're giving. It's it, and, and as a healer, sometimes you don't even know what you're giving. You're just doing the way spirit leads you to do, and it's exactly what I needed. And what I needed, the last session that we had, it, it revealed to me something about my Chiron wound that I had never seen before. And it was like, like my brain cracked open. It was like, what? But it was because you were f- following your own soul pathway and doing, you may have felt stupid doing whatever you were doing when you were doing the session. But you knew inside yourself, that soul part of yourself, that and it's like, well, this is what she needs. It's like, I saw your post about the the light code. Light codes, our brain doesn't know what, what that is. And it thinks it's pish posh, you know, it's hoo-ha, you know, and it's, it's nothing real, but it is because your soul knows what it is. And that's what's developing that ego soul symbiotic relationship within yourself. That's what shadow work is, is developing that mm-hmm. ego soul relationship. And <clears throat> um you know it was I think it's a great my- trust. It's it's a yeah. great trust
0: that you're you develop within people, within with me, you're helping me to trust that and it doesn't even have to be defined. That's the hard part for me is trusting something i cannot define i don't know what it looks like but all i know is when it's coming out i know it's right and to question that is uh not my job and i'm trying to go to just go okay go on go on okay and then um uh i i'm just a little bit um you know, the, the the I think I said in our last meeting when I said um, what did I say um and I kind of lost my thought but it's basically this is not what I expected
1: <laughs> exactly you know,
0: all the entrainment all the you know <laughs> the out the outer world definition of who I am is out the door like completely <laughs> gone, you know, didn't show up for the date. <laughs> you know, and I'm sitting here going, what? So I I don't I don't know. So I I, I there's a question it just came to my mind was what is your favorite part of your work
1: that you do with people? Is 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 watching the realization of you saying, well that wasn't what I thought. And it's like right. Exactly. Because it's not thinking about it. It's, that's why, you know, with meditation, it's difficult for people. How do I not think? It's like, well, okay, that's not what meditation is. It's not stopping your thoughts. It's just watching them roll on by and tr- instead of trying to grab onto them and say, oh, i got to do something about this. So yeah. Just let it float on by. And it's like, and then after your meditation session, it's like, Hmm, I was feeling this and thinking this, how are they correlated with one another? And that's what meditation does for you because it opens up a road for you to, it's like, you know, the portal is small at first, but it, it widens as you relax into yourself. Because someone, if you say to somebody, it's like, do you know yourself? look at you like you're out of your mind because it's like, well, yeah, I'm done and I do this. Yes, I know myself, right? But that's not what soul knowing is. It's a soul knowing that is what you're after. And that's why people can become billionaires and still feel a lack in their heart, in their soul because they're not connected to it. They want that connectivity. That's what people are looking for. You know, and, you know, selling somebody a program to get to the place, it's effective for some people. They need a structure. You know, some people really need structure. But someone like yourself, and this is what I find that I've worked, I work with empaths women and men alike. It's it's, the gender doesn't matter. It's people that are feelers and wanting to understand how to channel the feeling without being overwhelmed by it. And that is what my favorite part of my work is, is watching you be empowered by your own recognizing and trusting, like when we first started working together, you did not trust your soul to lead you down the right path. Cause your ego was sitting and mean, had a long list of roll that list out why it's not going to work. But those parts of that is voices of other peoples. And that's where your shadow work shows you. Nope. That was my father. Nope. That was my mother. Nope. That was grandma or whatever. It's like, okay. And it's not like, oh, grandma's bad now. It's like, no, grandma did this. And this is what I've recognized about that in my own life. And it's like I was saying to you, you know, the, the healing sessions. That I, I don't think I've had a migraine. I mean, I've had a little bit of headaches, but I have not had a migraine headache since that first healing session I have with you, which is almost two years ago now, because I understood why I was having the migraines. I understood all of a sudden why my body wanted to, to grab to that way of being so that I could separate. It's like, I don't have to be sick to separate mm. what's happening to me. And I think that that is one of the, things that you've been charged with in this world is explaining to people that you don't have to go down that pathway. You Mm -hmm. don't have to own that illness. You don't have to to allow it to overtake you, but that's it. And again, that's, it depends on where someone is in the spiral because sometimes people have to experience things in order to be able to say whoa, whoa wait a minute why is this happening really like really <laughs> and um, then being able to yeah. go from there because it's you know that bag that we carry around it's like <clears throat> we don't need to carry bags because we're free and easy you know we're we don't need to carry other people's bags we don't need to carry our own bags we can let go of those things Because if you don't let go of them, I saw a calendar once, if you don't let go of the bag, it's going to drag you down the road (laughs) because it has power, right? And so like, why do I want to let something that is not even of my own to, to drag me down or drag me back or those kinds of things, you know, because um, in our own astrology, the North and South node is a very powerful force in our lives. And it's, that's why they, the, um, the Vedic's call that the dragon's head, because the Mm -hmm. dragon's head is so powerful that it could lead to places that feel very uncomfortable, but it's, if, You're feeling that you have a sense of, I must do this. You know, like I need to tell people about healing and I need to tell people about learning their own intuition. That's the dragon head saying, yes, we're doing this thing. And the, 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 the negativity that may come into it is learning how to assess that shadow and why that voice is so loud because that's what our emotions do. They offer us, um, they're like little messengers, our feelings. And, um, when we disregard our feelings, we are doing a disservice to ourselves and everybody else, you know, because it, it's where you get into this blame game thing. It's like, where you're blaming somebody else for your circumstances. And I'm not saying that as children, we don't, we're not in circumstances that we have any control over. And not mm-hmm. meaning that, you know, it's like, oh, we'll just forgive everybody. That That's not practical. <laughs> it's it's sure. learning why it it is in the first place. You know, it's like, um, it's why serial killers are very interesting to people. I mean, I look at Netflix and I look at what shows that people watch, they love things about serial killers. Mm -hmm. because it's someone outside of a boundary that we established here in this place and time. It's like they're operating outside of it. And they're it's like, it's the same thing with our own shadow. It operates outside of a boundary that, you know, society may have placed on us. Like people that come, you know, decide that, that, um, you know, they want to be, you know, uh, an engineer, you know, that that's their expression. You know, they want to define things scientifically, or, you know, however, somebody wants to be a, um, a religious minister, because they feel drawn to that way of life. It's not to despair or be disparaging over someone's choices. It's to embrace them as everybody has their own way to go and that's the thing that i think that you know i I watch you as you have realizations for your own self and the work that you're doing is like you're realizing it's like oh well oh okay well i didn't realize that was part of my bag of tricks but it is sure and well i
0: love that you have that very patient skill set of, you know, recognizing in the individual that their, that their knowledge will come to them in the time that it's supposed to, um, because, so, I mean, so, I mean, the way I am is, you know, I want things to be done tomorrow, yesterday, because that's, I mean, in our culture, I think, you know, we're you know, especially when it comes to business. You know, oh, you know, there's no reason why you can't have a, you know, a multi-million dollar business in X amount of weeks. And um, for the kind of work certainly that I do and the growth, and I love that you talk about the ages, the 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 path. You know, and I think that to to help people understand when they when they come to start working with you. And I hope that people do reach out, which in a minute I'm going to, I would like to definitely ask how they can reach out to you, but like we're, we're on the train in a certain wiggly line, whatever. And then you just, it's like you, you put yourself there along with them and you, you can help them to define and see at what point on that cycle they are so that it, I mean, certainly for me, it calmed me the way the heck down to, <laughs> to, to say, oh, somebody knows or understands so that my path isn't quite as dimly lit, you know, yes. that you say, oh, well, that makes sense that that just happened because your month or cycle of year is this. And right. you keep reminding right. people to help them stay on track with that. I mean, and that's deeper than, you know, a lot of other coaches I've worked with to help define. And it's the patience, it's the the knowing, and the the definition of what's happening when you know I might be kind of flailing around, going, "This is crazy and nuts," <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it's great. I don't. I mean, whether or not it's good or bad feeling, some of it's so you know amazingly powerfully positive and right. it still right. feels nuts because i still don't know what to do with it <laughs> but right. but right. you you can help define and contain and help me to to look at my own uh like what you teach which is awesome and amazing which i i am still learning is the the skill set of knowing my own symbology of what yeah. my guides yeah. my master teachers help me with yeah and and i'm so grateful that they work with you too so my people talk with your people and then you (laughs) it's true they they do that and uh you guys it's um it's super super amazingly helpful and i encourage you so um to i you know to keep the time i guess so two things well after after this question, I definitely want to ask you how they can contact you. But um, what would you say the world right now would be your message to everyone if you could talk to
1: everybody in general? Well, I, I think that the message is is that don't give up. That stay your course because Rumi is uh, says that, and he's a you know a. A beautiful soul who said that when you step out on the way, the way appears. Don't Mm. be afraid of things that come at you that you think that you can't handle it. You can, because you have equipped yourself with more than you can even imagine in this Mm. incarnation. So it's learn your intuition, learn that language, just like you learn how to read learn your intuition because it doesn't always mean the same thing, uh, to, to everyone, you know? And so, uh, yeah, shadowland creative, you can look me mm-hmm. up there. And, um, if you want to email me my emails on there and everything, uh, on my website and, um, yeah, I, I, am just, I'm so happy in my own life that, Um, I want everybody to be happy like that. I want everybody to feel Mm. that sense of soul wholeness that I feel. And it's, it takes work because it takes responsibility to wanting to do it, but you can do it. Don't give up. It's it's, the, the difference between someone that's successful and someone that's not is the person that didn't give up. It's Mm. simple. It's not, it's not. That's not brain surgery there, or rocket surgery, or whatever you want to call it. It's it's not. <laughs> it's very simple. Don't give up, because once you give up, you're like packing it in. It's like oh, okay, you know, like that's where people lose their way, and and you know, um, and and start blaming other people for why things are the way they are. Yeah.
0: Well, and certainly. Well I love that all that's such beautiful messages for everybody to hear and I hope that they do take that in because I um, I do myself and the the work that you do with me is so amazingly strong and helpful and powerful to me and I also <clears throat> wondered too because um, I know you mentioned um, on your website that you have possibly doing live ev- going to more live type of events yes. and to be able to see people in person and do you have a plan yet about what you'd like to do for those kind of events in the future?
1: Well um I do at those events I do astrology readings, you know, uh, uh try and get people to really recognize the power of their own astrology. Um but eventually I want to um get to the place where I would like to do retreats for empaths Mm. so that they feel empowered to do their healing work because that is that part of, um, you know, my giftedness that, uh, it's I'm able to infuse that into people in a way that's very natural without it seeming phony or whatever, you know, because If you know me, you know that I'm not someone who um, is, I don't know, phony and, you know, it's like I'm very real, you know, and like I get mad and, you know, all those kinds of things. I'm not what I would consider somebody that just sits and, you know, tells people what to do and, oh, you shouldn't do that. So, you know. (laughs) Definitely.
0: You're you're very authentic. You definitely... Don't hold back with when you need to say what needs to be said, for sure. And I appreciate that. And of course, you know, having lived in New York City for a while, I also (laughs) appreciate that. Um, West Coast can be different, so I love. I love that. Yeah, please just tell me. Is this stupid? Yeah, that's (laughs) stupid. (laughs) Or no, but in a loving way. It's never like, you know. Yes, that is not your that is not your way, Jackie, or or whatever, you know, this doesn't feel like, does that feel like your style? Uh, uh, But yeah, Yeah. you have always great, great ways to approach every aspect of the things that, uh, anyway, it's just, it's really been great to work with you. Um, I was going to say, oh, the retreat thing. Hey, we got to talk about that. (laughs) I did not know
1: that unless you told me and I forgot, but that's no, no, because it's something that I've really been meditating on and what it is that like, so what's the ultimate goal here, Diane, you know, it's like, what is it you want to do? And that is definitely what I want to do. And I know that I'll do it with others. Maybe someone such as yourself, you know, because you're a healer and people need to feel empowered in more than one way. You know, and it's like I have a particular way, you have a particular way. Bringing people with that like-mindedness, and then being able to pour that out. See, that's where I see that's being a minister of love, and that Mm -hmm. is what really people need love. You know, and because this world is kooky,
0: (laughs) (laughs) very kooky. Me, yeah. but it's yeah it's interesting uh what's going on so well unless you had did you have any last oh I can talk for hours Jackie <laughs> <laughs> well we'll do another one we'll do a uh you know sequential <laughs> episode
1: <laughs> I really thank you very much today for being able to express myself in this way
0: oh you're yeah. so welcome
1: um yeah
0: and I love the def- being able to help define you to the world that you need because right. I want the world to see you more. Uh, and, but but when you're ready, when it's your, the timing of your plan. Right. Um, but, and same for me, I, I, you know, I had the intent last year to do more, to do interviews and to meet with people like this and to give me practice, to be able to do this more. I, I started this back in 2020 and uh, anyway i went into a, a different space for a while but here i am and uh, so thank you yeah thank you thank you so much i love you so much dr D. I love you too and <laughs> um, so i will end the episode and um, i'll see you all on the other side and if you all have questions please put them in the comments below um don't leave diana right. i will see you all again another time Have an awesome day. Namaste, and I love you. And please know that um, my intent is certainly to to do what I'm supposed to do and to spread love and joy and help to support your healing journeys. So thank you. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.